invite you to enter this portal of strange and unimaginable. I simply ask that you suspend your judgment and expand your mind in the vastness of the unknown. Come witness the wonder that is our reality. The truth is out there, and so am I. Wife of a Demon Hunter, extraordinary tales of all things paranormal. Hello, my name is Dorinda Stewart, and I am the Wife of a Demon Hunter. My guest today is a spiritual entrepreneur. She owns three internet businesses, teaches workshops, seminars, online courses, and lifelong learning courses at the Lansing Community College, who has a great respect for science and a deep abiding love for her higher power. She is also someone I call friend, Angela Malloy. Welcome, Angela. Hi, thank you, Dorinda. So it's really exciting to talk with you today. Um, you grew up in a different kind of uh, religious background, uh, Jehovah Witness. So tell us a little bit about what that was like. Okay, so uh, my mom became a Jehovah's Witness when I was five. So I got a little bit of taste of knowing what it was like to have Christmases and birthdays and oh, stuff goodness. until yeah. I was five. And then when I was five... Um, somebody came knocking on the door, you know, and then uh, uh, several months later, my mom became a full-fledged Jehovah's Witness. And so all of the holidays and birthdays and everything were taken away from us. Mm -hmm. um, and um, we grew up believing that uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, they call it the truth. So when you are um, baptized into the truth, it's just called the truth. So nothing is disputable. Or, you know, you, you, you don't um, question anything or doubt anything. People get excommunicated if they question too much. Um, and so um, that was like my life until I was about 18 years old. My mom had uh, gone through or was going through a divorce. And so the um, brothers or the elders from the Kingdom Hall basically told her that she had to stay in um a relationship with my stepdad who was very abusive um, physically mentally emotionally and in everything so they basically told her that she couldn't get a divorce and she had to stay with him and she did anyway which I'm proud of her but uh, she was excommunicated so just seeing how she was treated um, I really decided to leave uh, the um, Jehovah's Witnesses um, and the, I, I, there are you know, so many things that I did get from being a Jehovah's Witness that I valued, but at the same time, um, you know, for the most part, just the structure of it, um, I had to leave that. But I did value, they taught you to question everything. Um, you studied that Bible all the time, so I get, you know, just knew uh, the Bible very, very well, which... Uh, allowed me to be able to still question everything but the biggest thing that I got from that I uh, got from it was just um, a love for my higher power so I did get those things but so many other things I had to you know I, I, I was able to just let go of because um, when I came back with a lot of questions I was kind of told like questions about science. I've always loved science, even as, as a child. I mean, I really love science and I really appreciate science. And, it, and science gave me 
the it instilled in me to not trust everything you know to unless you could see it and prove it then you know so I, I remember asking um, somebody at the Kingdom Hall about dinosaurs when I was a kid because dinosaur bones are you know they're dug up and that's proven so and I just remember the answer that I got back was just like well you just have to go on faith about it we I mean we're not going to touch on that you just have to kind of go on faith that I was like well the world can't be the age that you claim it is from the bible it just can't be because dinosaurs were here millions of years ago and they also dig up uh bones and fossils from you know early people that right. were here so how can you say that adam and eve were the first people so anyway so i got you know that long you know oh well you just have to go on faith and that didn't sit well with right. me so did it seem cult, like cult-ish sort of, uh, the Jehovah's Witness? Did you feel like it was a cult of some sort? Because it kind of, when you were talking, were reminding me a little bit about Scientology, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit like that. And it seems like it's a cultish thing. But, you know, what I really appreciate is that you talked about there were some things that you learned from there, too. Mm -hmm. So right. I, did you feel it was more like a cult? Or did you feel like you were lacking in some way when you were with the that religion? To be honest with you, when because when I, I was a child right. for most of it, so honestly, I didn't. I mean, I really believe my mother and these, you know, people that were that were around when they said this is the truth and this is it. I believed that as a child, but as I started growing up and things didn't quite add up to me, uh, then I started to believe. Okay, so if I question this, then I'm excommunicated. So if I do, so that did start to seem like okay you know cult ish at the time now i look and look back and i can say yeah that's definitely mm -hmm. you know that it's a it's a cult um but i feel that way about most organized religions right now so right. Right. most organized religions to me are a cult because it's their way or the highway you either believe this and you know and we're always right we're always right, right about don't everything. question don't question us right. everything needs to be taken on faith and my religion i i say this um because people in my family that i've seen they you know have gone from religion to religion and whatever religion in they're in at the time it's a hundred percent right and everybody else is wrong and then when they go to a different religion i'm like wait a minute but you said that was a hundred percent right what <laughs> so happens to that right here right, right yeah because uh, my mom was married to um my second stepdad my first stepdad was no religion he was just you know, and I have very mixed feelings about it. We had a very complicated relationship because he was an abuser, but there were, but I also loved him too. He adopted me and raised me as his daughter. And, and I know he loved me, but he had some mental health issues. So, mm -hmm. um, I have very comp had a very complicated relationship with him. So he was no religion and he was just like, you know, screw everybody and you know, whatever. So he was no religion, but my second stepdad that my mom married. Now he was Muslim. Okay. And a very devout Muslim, but at the same time, he had the rare quality of being like, well, nothing is the answer to everything. Wow. You know, I, I, I'm a Muslim and I believe this, but everybody has to find their own path. In fact, he is the person who helped me to find my spiritual path, which was not Islam. And he, he took me to um, a um, 
non-denominational um, uh, church that was um, Unity. Okay. So yeah. it was Unity, non-denomination. And he took me there for the first time. And he actually helped me so much to find my spiritual path. He's deceased now, but he was very important, you know, in my life to um, uh, help me to do that. But uh, so, yes, I believe that most religions are cult and are cults. And looking back on Jehovah's Witnesses, it's a huge cult. I believe in my heart. So you know, um, and I, I say that also having. A respect for it too because a lot of my family are Jehovah's Witnesses now sure I have um, one of my uncles is an elder um, and so um, several people whom I, I love a great deal but I, I still have respect for it because like I said it did give me a lot growing up but I, I happen to believe that religions are like clothes you don them and wear them when you you know and when it's time to take them off and move on to something else right you know, do yeah. that. So. I look. I look at religion sort of like a, a buffet. You don't like everything on the buffet, right? <laughs> but, exactly. You know, you know. Uh, but you take what you know, what works and what's good. You know, and make yourself a good, decent human being. Because mm -hmm. you know, there's that there's that uh, tale of you know um, Hitler. So like Hitler, you know, he did some atrocities, and because at the end, you know, if he at the end of his life said that I take the Lord Jesus as my savior, mm -hmm. he would be saved. But a person who lived a really good life, like a farmer, for instance, who helped his neighbor and things like that, but didn't have a strong belief in anything, he would go to hell. Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. Right. So yeah. is that kind of how you feel as well? That's exactly how I feel. I mean, so many things about organized Christianity, because I could still consider myself a Christian. I consider myself a Buddhist Christian. Mm -hmm. So, and the reason that I still, because I had a friend who um, uh, is kind of very new agey mm -hmm. and and she said to me once, she's like, how can you consider yourself a Christian? Because Christians did this and do that. And, you know, and I mean, and I, I get her point of view, sure, sure. but at the same time, uh, that's where the love comes from. You know, Christianity, I, I, I have um, in my higher power, I consider my higher, higher power Christ. And, but I still lead a, a Buddhist lifestyle because I meditate and, um, and you know, that living in, in the present moment, and I don't always, you know, sure. live in the present moment. I, I, I fall very short of that. But living in the present moment and um, being mindful just opened up a whole new world to me in terms of spirituality right and if so. you're a decent human being and you treat people like you want to be treated mm -hmm. um and you know forget about their belief as far as religion because you know there are a lot of religious people out there who've done some really bad things mm -hmm. you know i I, I grew up with my parents were pretty non-religious too, but I grew up in a Catholic neighborhood. So in this Catholic neighborhood, I went to church with my friends and all that stuff. And then I did convert to Catholicism. Um, but, um, you know, the priest, I knew that you wouldn't want, I didn't want my children to be, you know, altar children or right, anything yeah. like that, you know, and st stuff. So you, again, you just take bits, bits and pieces. And so um, in the Jehovah Witness uh, religion, you talked about... Um, the evil. Mm -hmm. So you said, you're in, it's interesting. So just just tell me, tell our audience again how you feel about the the evil or the the demons in this. <clears throat> so um, as a Jehovah's Witness, um, you um, uh, they they're all they they 
totally are 100% into the uh, God and the angels or Jehovah and the angels and uh, Satan and the demons. And they're expecting this uh, and, you know, how it is in Revelation, this end of end of the world Armageddon where there's going to be a battle between Jehovah and the angels and Satan and his demons. And it's very personified too. So um, uh, as a child, I remember hearing stories about people who had had encounters with demons. And I got to tell you, it scared the hell out of sure. me. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, and, and it's one of the reasons why now I don't want to dabble in anything that has to do with that. Um, am I, uh, do I believe it or or don't believe it? I have no idea. So I just stay away from it. I mean, I don't believe it or disbelieve it. I do believe that there's a spiritual a spiritual realm. And so because I believe that there's a spiritual realm, I mean, there might be, you know, angels and demons in that spiritual realm. I have no idea. Right. But right. because I don't want to experience it, I just stay away from it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting because... You know, uh, we do talk about, um, you know, in other religions, they do have a creator mm -hmm. and they do have a destroyer, right. you know. So in all religions, there there are some sort of darkness and light, you know, right. the yin and yang, all that goes to a, with a lot of people. And even in the work that um, Joe and I do, I find it really interesting because people, you know, who have, well, you know, people, some, some people think that alcoholism is a demon. You mm -hmm. have a demon on your back. So it can be any kind of... Uh, negative thing right. but <clears throat> what I find really interesting is that people will call us and they're you know they have this evil entity or this negative entity entity and the first thing they ask us sometimes is are you Christian and if we're not Christian then they don't want our help and it's like okay right, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know you, that's fine but then you know later on they'll find out that nobody else will help them and then they'll call us again or whatever and I find that really interesting that people use that religion you know, to help, you know, to, to sit there and make decisions about if we're going to help them or not. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's well, a, a lot of religions too. Now, I think, uh, obviously Jehovah's witnesses aren't one, but a lot of them have moved away from, um, like possession and, and, you know, and things like that. And, uh, well, I mean, with good reason too, because, um, in going back and looking at, um, you know, what people consider possessions or some sometimes what people consider possessions. I don't want to say all the time, but what some people consider possessions, you know, for instance, and I'll just uh, give a, for instance, the Catholic Church. Um, the reason that they don't do exorcisms anymore is because they were very, uh, um, uh, they were criticized quite a lot uh, from the mental health community mm -hmm. because a lot of what they consider possessions turned out to be that people had serious mental health issues, had serious, serious mental illnesses, and they were trying to exercise their mental illnesses when the people needed help. Now, I'm not saying that that, that was the case all of the time, but in some instances that was the case and people mm -hmm. were able to get help because they got mental health right. help. So And so what Joe and I have discovered is that there's a lot of people out there with mental issues mm -hmm. that might have some sort of demonic thing. But what we say to them is that if you have a demonic thing and if we get rid of this demonic thing, that you might have this negative thing, your condition is still going to be there. And one of the things about the Catholic Church is that the Catholic Church, if you have a diagnosis 
um, as some sort of mental health. They won't even consider exorcisms. And in our our journey through this whole thing, Angela, is that we've discovered that a lot of these uh, priests are scared. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're supposed to be a exorcist in every diocese, but you know, we've we've discovered that the Detroit diocese will give people our phone number <laughs> oh, know, when they call. Yeah, wow. when they call, you know, they call and they're looking for an exorcist. And you know, we don't do exorcisms; we do something different. Mm-hmm. But um, and the reason why is because in exorcisms, if it is a true possession, because there are different levels of possessions, mm-hmm. if it's a true possession. You know, if you, you have to get the, per, the the demon's name, and if you know they can't get the demon's name, some some uh, exorcisms have gone on for forty years. Oh wow! So it's like you know, it's not a very efficient way of getting rid of it, and um, and then they can jump into other people too because you know they they they're 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 sneaky, they're tricksters, all that stuff. So it's interesting how um, you know the mental the mental health industry and this is. Um, kind of, you know, kind of, they, they kind of poo-poo it away. We even had, um, Joe even had a psychologist from U of M call him because he was trying to figure out what was going on with one of his patients because mm-hmm. it seemed like there was something more, right? you know? So uh, again, you know, it's like, you know, the mental illness, what, what, you know, what they have to do to to get this done is is you know it doesn't mean that that's going to go away and people are desperate enough to think that it's the demon that's causing their mental illness right. that they want this away and like mothers for their sons and stuff we have we have um, clients that you know their mothers you know are like please help us or you know call my brother I feel my brother has this or all that stuff and it's like it 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 really kind of cripple cripples us because we don't really know what to do you know because we can't we're not experts in the mental field right. you know so it's really hard so it that's interesting you know how to navigate through that so right you know so it's like um you know, you have a, a, a science background too. So what kind of scientific religion or scientific way do you look at things in this uh, religious realm? Okay, so the, my biggest problem with uh, religion is, first of all, the absoluteness of it. The absolute, everything that we say is absolutely right. And so then when it conflicts with science, and this, I mean, this, you, you can go back... Um, just off the top of my head, Galileo, you know, just whatever, then the church denounces, but most religions, um, organized religions, and when I think of, when I say organized religions, I'm really thinking of Christianity, Islam, the bigger ones that just denounce Judaism, that just denounce uh, science, and they're just like, well, we can't explain it, so just go on faith, (laughs) and then when a scientist comes and refutes what they're saying with science, they don't change. They, they're just like like Galileo. Well, we're just gonna lock you up. We're yeah, just gonna, you know, off just, with your head. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, uh, so my biggest problem with religion is that when science refutes what the religion has taught, sometimes for hundreds or thousands mm-hmm. of years, they don't. They won't back down. They're just like, nope. Well, what we say is what we say, and because the Bible said it. 
which don't get me started on the Bible because I could, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, right, but, right. You know, so, um, but because the Bible says it or because um, we've taught this for however long, we're, you know, we're not going to back down on it. The thing, I, I, I was talking, you know, not to veer too far off course, mm-hmm. but I was actually talking to somebody, um, a, 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 um, a religious person, um, at one time, and I brought up the same thing that I brought up to the Jehovah's Witnesses mm-hmm. about uh, the dinosaurs. Well, where did those dinosaur bones come <laughs> from? Right. Then, if the Earth was created in seven days, only like seven thousand years ago, oh well, the devil buried them to confuse us or to test oh, our faith. Wow. So you know, I mean, when um, when I hear stuff like that, you know, I'm I'm going with the scientists first. Right. <laughs> And then if we can't reconcile that with religion, so because science, um, to me, uh, it's, you know, that it, it explains so much. Right, because it's measurable and right, you have to exactly. repeat it. They have, it has to repeat it. Right. And, uh, yeah. And so it explains so much, but at the same time, I can't be like a, a lot of scientists who just, you know, they're, they're, um, they don't believe in God and they don't believe, don't get that, get that woo woo spiritual stuff far right. away from me because I've had spiritual experiences. Correct. So I'm yeah. not going to, you know, just drop everything that is in me spiritually. I've experienced it. So, um, my, um, journey has been all about marrying science to the spiritual world because both can be true. You know, it right. doesn't have to be an either or. I mean, I get scientists who are just like, well, poo-poo on because mm-hmm. religion has done this and done right. that with right. science. So I get that. And I also get the fact that um, because spiritually we haven't been able to science, we can't scientifically prove consciousness and we can't scientifically prove so much that has to do. We can't scientifically prove God. We can't scientifically, you know, we can prove evolution, right. which I get, I understand evolution, but I also believe that God plays a part in evolution. Right. So, well, quantum physics have been trying to, you know what I mean? Right. Some measurable things in the quantum physics world as well. Mm-hmm. You know, time, uh, time continuum time different you know different bending of time and right. things like that i'm not an expert of that at all so I, I i really can't talk to it but you know but getting back to the bible um the bible is sort of interpreted right. so the person who's standing up there um you know doing the sermon is interpreting what is really said in the bible because right. let's face it when you look at the bible it's not very clear it's not concise or clear it's like you know there's well and also it's just riddled with contradictions <laughs> thou shalt not kill and then in ecclesiastes there's a time to kill you know right. so exactly. It's just so you know, and all these religious wars, right? Exactly, and we're constantly fighting over uh, the Bible, and you know, and then the Jews only believe in the first part of the Bible, sure, and then Islam, Muslims believe in part, and well, they believe in the Bible, but they believe that Jesus was a prophet. Right. And only a prophet, not the son of God. But then there's more to it. We have this other book that goes along. Right. The Quran goes along with that. Right. Which the Quran is the number one right. part of it. <laughs> right. So it's Who just, are the chosen people, right? Right, exactly. And so we've been fighting about this for how long mm-hmm. now? Yeah. And I just feel like, let it go. Right. Just let it go. Right. Believe what you believe in whatever. Let everybody else believe what they believe. Right. So. Well, united we stand, divided we fall. Right. You know, if we could unite together and, you know, the same, you know, like you said, the buffet or the, you know, however you look at it, you know, just take what's important and, and work with it. Right. 
Exactly. And get ahead a lot ahead. Well, you know, the, the devil confusing you, that's pretty interesting. One of the things that we talk about, um, you know, because Joe wrote a book and, you know, the things that we do is that um, people give the devil more credit than he needs mm-hmm. that, you know, that, you know, like, well, the devil did it or the demon did it. It's like, you know, they're, they, they're going to take advantage of it. They're going to say, yeah, I did it. Right. You yeah. know, they really didn't. They're like, yeah, of course, you know. So, but, it, you know, they come across as your best friend and they come across as, uh, you know, those people don't understand you, but I understand you mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And right. it's, it's kind of interesting how that kind of works out like that. But you studied world religions. So what do you think is the most the the religion that would be the most you know conducive for people in general you know what is there a, a one religion that you would because you call yourself a buddhist christian right so i do explain but, like that so um and i don't want to say i mean not i i just don't want to i i don't want to put out there that this is the um but i think that buddhism Honestly, Buddhism, um, when I first started studying it, and I started studying it at the church that my stepdad took me to, it was a unity church, but they, it, it, um, it made room for all religions. Right. And I love that. Whatever your I love that about, was, you could come Right, in, exactly. Yeah. I love that about unity. Um, but um, so when I first, uh, I took a, a course there uh, at one of the unity churches down in the Detroit area, and it was uh, a course about... Uh, Buddhism and um, when the first thing that the and it was actually a monk that was doing the course but the first thing that he said that just caught me he said that Buddhism although viewed as a religion it is there to it's a, it's more of a lifestyle yeah. and Buddhism make can make you a better whatever you are it can make you a better christian or a better muslim or a better whatever it is agnostic or whatever it is that you choose to be or atheist right because buddhism is not it's about opening up that spiritualness inside of you opening that up and then and um within your mind you know, it's so hard to explain because it's so, I mean, because even, um, when you, when I meditate, I go to a different place. I mean, a totally different place. And I, it's, it's, there are no words for it. So, um, in deciding that I'm not going to let go of Christianity, but adding Buddhism to that, you know, um, and which, I mean, let Jehovah, Jehovah's Witnesses will tell you that Buddhism is from the demons, <laughs> Hinduism, and, and sure. anything yes. that doesn't align with what they believe. Yeah. But not just Jehovah's Witnesses, also evangelical Christians. My my brother is an evangelical mm-hmm. uh, minister, and so for him, he thinks that, and he, he says this all the time, that, I mean, not all the time, because we've learned to not argue about this anymore especially i don't argue with him about anything but he thinks that i that i'm entertaining demons because i've opened myself up to buddhism i can be here to say that you do not entertain demons (laughs) (laughs) i barely i barely get you to talk about it at all so i can say (laughs) that you do not entertain demons right (laughs) yeah so but but yeah so i would say for in my opinion Mm -hmm. Um, that Buddhism, and there are different types of Buddhism, Buddhists too. There's uh, um, 
Buddhists that contemplate, Buddhists that um, uh, um, meditate on um, uh, on um, uh, what do you call it uh, mantras. I mean, there are different uh, different sects of Buddhism. Sure. So, sure. but um, but for me, and I've I, I don't belong to any sect or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I just try to, I, I do read some uh, Buddhist publications and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I don't belong just like I don't belong. I mean, technically I'm a Catholic because my husband's Catholic. Okay. I did convert when we first got sure. married. I, I went through um, our CIA and everything when we first got ah. married. I still go to Catholic sure. things. Um, and it's like what you said. It's like, for me, it's like a buffet. I take what I need and right. then I don't. I, I go on um, Catholic retreats. Yeah. Um, and, and things like that, but some uh, of the most spiritual people that I've ever met, um, you know, I have my hairdresser. She she is a Catholic, and she is the epitome of goodness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of that. But you know, it's close to paganism. You know the story of Camelot. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. they talk about you know, uh, uh, Lance or. Um, King Arthur was the pagan king, and you know Guinevere was the you know Christian queen. Mm-hmm. So the, the stories of Camelot, and what I like about the um, Catholic uh, religion is that they do represent Mary. Women are represented. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, you know, some people believe in Christianity that Mary is the goddess, which you know they 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 think that that's evil or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, they do respect that. But again, you know, you just take what you can, and so like there is some good and some bad with any kind of religion I believe so right the thing that I really like about Catholicism over other Christian religions is that and I know that it wasn't always this way I mean Catholic Catholicism is really old and they've had time to grow up but right but they don't dismiss other religions right and so that's one of the things and not only that but the some of the people that I think are the best people that I've ever known my husband, my mother-in-law. I mean, they're Catholics. Yeah, that's and, what I said. That's, that's, that is yeah. actually what even opened me up to even look at because I was mm-hmm. done with yeah. religion. Right. And I still don't consider myself, I'm a cafeteria Catholic to the highest degree. I mean, uh, <laughs> right. So even even as a Catholic, I'm very cafeteria. I, I still don't take everything that a priest or whoever sure. says to me, and that's right. gospel because they said it. Right. Right. But in the so, Catholic religion, they do have a little bit more of a, a, a program. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like they, you know, the municipal and we, you know, there's certain things that they do. So I kind of right. like that. The pomp and circumstance of the Catholic religion, I really liked when I was a young child mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. yeah. I, I really do like a lot of the traditions and a lot of the rituals too. Yeah. And I think that, um, uh, you know, just... Uh, looking at um, Catholicism as a whole, one of the things that I do appreciate about it is that um, they they can look at the things that they've done wrong, and you know, and then I mean, it takes a lot sometimes, like the scandal with the priests and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. It mm-hmm. took a lot to get to this point, right? But um, but you know, but if you think about the religion itself, now I don't know this for a fact because I didn't study this, but you know, some somebody had told me that. At one time, the priests were able to marry, and then they they made it so they couldn't marry. You know, yeah. they had to be married to God. You know, the the nuns and the priests had to be married to God. So you know, you kind of wonder. I mean, the loneliness of that or something. But I'm not saying that that gives an excuse for the the priests to behave badly. Right. But you just kind of wonder what <clears throat> what drove them to that 
particular thing. I, I, I honestly believe that in some cases they were already predators and that was a, an easy, yeah, a, a lot sure. of predators hide in religion. Sure. And absolutely. the thing about it is it's not just, it doesn't just happen in Catholicism. Oh, it no. happens as much in any right. other religion. Right. But, um, the, you know, a Catholicism got exposed to this level mm-hmm. first and, and so harshly because of the cover up. You know right. the cover up, and it's a, it's a worldwide wide religion with billions of people. Right. So right. of course you're going to they have find their own it. little city, right? City. So you're going to find more instances it, 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 yeah, of it yeah. there. So yeah, yeah. Well, to get back to the um, to the the not necessarily the Catholic religion, but we're talking about. I want to talk about crucifixes versus um, crosses. Mm-hmm. Um, even in our um, demonic things that we do, you know, the Society of Demonologists. Um, there's the cross and then there's a crucifix and the cross is actually a, a torture it's, it's a symbol of torture mm-hmm. because you know, Jesus carried the cross and then the, the crucifix where Jesus is on the cross is actually more symbolic. And we use that in our, our demonic, um, you know, uh, processes. So there's different religious items that work better than others. Do you have a particular religious item that you hold on to or you stick um, by? So, so I, I do uh, sometimes pray with the rosary. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I really believe that in uh, religious, um, I mean, uh, I, I'll call them props because I think that's what sure, they are. Sure. So I just think that in anything, just like in life, I believe that nothing has any meaning except for the meaning that you give to it. That's just what I believe. Whatever the meaning that you give to it. So Jehovah's Witnesses no uh, crosses at all. You'll no never find, you will never find crosses or props or anything like that. And They're, do they have a different Bible? Do they have a different Well, they Bible? do. They have a, their version. Just okay. like, just like there's a King James sure. version. There's a new world version. Yeah. Theirs is called the new world translation. Okay. And so what they have done is, and um, they get criticized for this all the time is what one of the things that they've done is everywhere where it says God, they've taken God out and put Jehovah in. Oh, okay. So they, and, and, um, does that change the uh, translation? For them, it doesn't because Jehovah is God. God, right. So um, the thing about different versions of the Bible is all, a lot of religions have different versions. Sure. Uh, the Catholic Bible has three more books in it right. than right. other Bibles. It's right. 66 books in all the other Bibles, 69 yeah. books in yeah. the Catholic right. Bible. Exactly. So, um, uh, and there's still some missing books from the Bible. Well, and see, and that's, yeah. the, that's the thing. So until the, the uh, Council of Nicene, that's where the Bible even came from. There were so many books to the books for the Bible, but then at that council, they decided which books were going to be put in mm-hmm. and which books were not were going to not. And I and so this is my big criticism of the Bible, the Bible in quotation marks. <laughs> my big criticism of it is is that it's very easy to say, okay, these are all the things we believe. If you and I get together and we say, okay, these are all the things that we believe. Now let's pick out all the books that align with what we believe and eliminate the ones that don't. It's very easy for anybody to do that. So the Bible, what is it? It's a, a book that some men got together and decided that 
So it's sort of a guide. It's not really that shouldn't be the end all be all. It's like the, I don't the even word think of God. You don't to even be think honest with you, I don't even think that it's a good guide in most instances because there were other gospels. There's sure. a gospel of Thomas. There's a gospel of Mary Magdalene, yeah. and um, it's already been proven that the the gospels in the New Testaments weren't even written. Some of them were written hundreds of years after the people died. So right. I would like to go back to a couple hundred years ago and let me decide what, what was Abraham Lincoln thinking? Let me go ahead and, you yeah. know, I'm going to write a book about that. Right. How can I know what yeah, Abraham really, Lincoln exactly. was thinking? You can only, you can only, you know, interpret what you, right. what you well, this is what I think he's, but again, that's what people do when they stand up and they do their sermons. They interpret certain things exactly. you know like what what they are saying is this and you're like okay so how do you know that that's what they were saying right so that, exactly. that is interesting that you had said that well you have an interesting philosophy about god so um you had talked about that god's kind of an inside job and religious religion is the fastest way to slow your spiritual growth i agree with that i agree with whenever you are um uh you know on a spiritual journey or on, on your, your spiritual journey, whenever you are hooking up with other people for that journey, I, I think they're going to, cause they're all of a sudden you are not, um, you're listening to other people. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. So I meditate and I pray. I do both. Prayer is me talking to God. Meditating is me receiving. Right, listening. Right. And how can I listen to God if I'm listening to you or if I'm reading the Bible about something that was written for people, you know, 2,000 years ago, you know, Mm -hmm. something that was written, you know, for the people of Abraham's time. And I'm not saying that God changes, but we change, you know. And so what God wants for me not, may not be what God wants for you. Sure. And so you may pray and meditate and say, okay, well, I'm getting this. God is saying that this is right. It's That's that's your truth. Right, you exactly. Know? And, and that's it, your my truth. truth yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, my truth yeah. might be different because when I meditate, I'm getting something totally different because mm-hmm. that's for me, you know, so. Right. So when you just say that really, like, I mean, almost like the Ten Commandments is like, you know, Thou shall not steal. Thou shall not, you know, uh, covet thy neighbor's wife. Those are kind of like basic things. So maybe as a person, if we just treat other human beings decently, you know, right, we yeah. might get our way to God. My mother, you know, she became very religious and she goes, I just want you to find, you know, Jesus because, you know, I want you to be in heaven. And I go, well, mom, if there is a heaven, I'll be there. Right. <laughs> so, right. So, I, I mean, like what, what you say that the Ten Commandments, thou shall not steal. Is there ever an instance where it's okay to steal? If you have a starving baby. Yeah, that's the and, thing is the interpretation. And, and right. Is, so the absolutes the, of it, I'm just yeah, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. But but who is it stealing if you're, you know, if there's a need? Right. Or is it stealing? Or thou, thou shalt not kill. If somebody's got a knife to my throat and it's me or him. Yeah. Or my or, baby. Or, or my baby right, or whatever. Right. Or if somebody's a, a, a mass murderer and they're, they're, you know, whatever, they're killing people. Do I stop that person so that all these other people can be saved? Right. I mean, it's, it's the whole black and white of... Yeah religion and of you know right. there needs some more shades of gray right, right exactly shades of gray in the whole world <laughs> right well angela this has been a very um interesting and eye-opening and you know i always love spending time with you so yeah this same here thank you for being here yeah thank you you're welcome um this is dorinda stewart wife of a demon hunter till next time <laughs>